Like, if you love the Native American art... Uh-huh, I do. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. That's why we always stop at these places. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like trees. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring! Today we get to talk about one of the greatest road trip adventures in America. I'm so excited about this episode because I think, I don't know, there's some epic road trips out there, but I think this is definitely top three. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Get out your snacks. <laughs> We're road tripping. Get your favorite drink. Yeah, baby. Take we... off your shoes. <laughs> we are road tripping the Grand Circle, which is nine national parks. Uh-huh. It's the Southwest. You've got, you know, Southern Utah, Southern Colorado, Northern Arizona. Mm -hmm. New Mexico. And, yeah. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> Do you get to see some cool stuff on this route? Oh, I absolutely love this. We did this several years ago when we were first in our trailer, and we were blown away by so many of these national parks. It's definitely got its own, I don't know, this whole area, it's got its own flavor. It's so cool. There's a lot of Native American history, sites, cultural sites, and things like that. But there's also some amazing national parks, you know, for geology. There's a little bit of everything when it comes to the Grand Circle. And I, I don't, we're, we're kind of going to jump in here because it's a circle. So you can start anywhere on the circle and just go all the way around. But Oh, this is so much fun. I'm just itching to get moving on this. Yes. Okay. So for the Grand Circle, you can start, most people either start from Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, or Albuquerque, or Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the big cities that will like, you can fly into and you can catch the Grand Circle from there. I would give yourself at least two weeks to do this if you want to do the whole route. Mm -hmm. Longer for sure if you can do it. Because right. Again, nine national parks and everything in between. <laughs> so, you know, two weeks is like you're you're hoofing it through. Oh, absolutely. This is this road trip is a journey, you know, and it is so cool. It's so epic. You'll take so many cool pictures and this is like on a goofy movie you know when <laughs> goofy and max are like, like taking pictures Destiny Idaho. <laughs> exactly this is like this is the epitome of a of an awesome family uh vacation a family road trip you know it, it's so much fun there's a few stops that are kind of like you know the giant ball of yarn or like that tiny house that goofy is all excited about or lester's possum park <laughs> I love Lester's Possum Park. I wish there was a Lester's Possum Park on this route. Okay, let's jump in. Hello, so, little buddy. <laughs> we're going to start from Vegas. Uh, that's probably the most natural place for people to start. A lot of people who come to Southern Utah and stuff, they fly into Vegas anyway. Mm -hmm. And so we'll start in Vegas. From Vegas, you're heading to Zion National Park. 
Yes. And along that route, actually, you'll pass by Valley of Fire, which Mm -hmm. I just wanted to mention real quickly. Valley of Fire is a state park in Nevada, and it is phenomenal. It is so cool. It is so cool. And so you'll pass right by that as you're going to Zion. So if you want to take even just like a half a day to stop there and visit Valley of Fire and go out to the Fire Wave, which is so cool. It's so neat. It's such a fun place to be, but <laughs> there's a little known stop in a little town called Mesquite. I just have to mention this because it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite subpar buffet. It's Sierra's Buffet. It's the best buffet in the Virgin River Hotel and Casino because it's the only one. But yeah, it's a fun family favorite for me if you want a breakfast buffet it on is, your way into Zion from Vegas. It is not a family favorite. It's a John favorite. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so you go from Vegas, you can stop at Valley of Fire, and then you'll hit Zion National Park. Yes. Which, you know, is the most famous national park in Utah. It has the highest visitation because you are just among the towering cliffs, red rock cliffs, mm-hmm. epic hiking trails, yes. beautiful views. It is so beautiful. It is the Rivendell of the southwest it is so gorgeous and like she said it's just got so many colors so many views epic adventures i love zion and there's a reason why it's a busy national park it's because it's so beautiful yeah so so some of the main things to do here angels landing this is the trail that you'll hold on to the chains Mm -hmm. as you're making your way to the top of one of these giant monoliths the narrows your route is the river right and you're hiking through the virgin river You've got like the Canyon Overlook Trail, which just gives you epic views of the Zion Canyon area. Mm -hmm. So many cool things to do. This park, if you can give yourself a few days, you won't regret it. It does get really busy. It takes some time to get through these big epic trails, Mm -hmm. but it is just phenomenal stop it's so worth it ah i love it i wish we could almost like spend a whole lot of time on each of these stops but because there's so many cool places along this road trip we're just going to spend a few minutes on each one and i don't know as you leave zion you're gonna head to bryce canyon is your next stop yeah so you're going out the east side of zion to get up to bryce canyon and there is one stop before you get to bryce canyon that we must mention john is it a goofy movie stop? It is. <laughs> homemade pies. Homemade pies. <laughs> ho as in ho. Yes. H-O-M-A-D-E. <laughs> homemade pies. The sign has a nice big busty lady. Um, <laughs> Just in an apron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very family friendly <laughs> location. It actually is. But the sign is just makes you giggle as you go up to it. It's yeah, so funny. So stop and get some homemade pies and then head up to Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon, I mean, you've got hoodoos, hoodoos, hoodoos. The largest concentration of hoodoos anywhere on earth. Oh, the Ho- Bryce Canyon is so cool. There's so many reasons to go there. But the hoodoos, oh, they're just amazing. They're these giant, tall. We covered it a lot in the Bryce Canyon episodes. Just giant rock formations all around you. You're totally engulfed in this whole uh, this situation in Bryce Canyon. It, it is so pretty. It's the top of the Grand Staircase. It's an international dark sky park. There's a lot of reasons to enjoy and make a stop in Bryce Canyon. 
Yeah. And, you know, Zion and Bryce Canyon are only an hour and a half apart. And so it makes it really good. You can get to the park pretty fast. You can get in there. You can look at the views. You can do a little bit of hiking, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a smaller national park. And so if you can give yourself a day here, at least, you know, you could do a little bit more, but it's in a really cool area. Mm -hmm. And so as you're leaving Bryce Canyon and continuing around the Grand Circle, you're driving Scenic Highway 12. Which is so beautiful. It's one of the great scenic highways in the Southwest. What's your favorite stop along Highway 12? Mama, don't take my Kodachrome. Mama, don't take my Kodachrome. Mama, <laughs> don't take my Kodachrome away. Oh, there, yes. So if you've ever heard the Paul Simon song, Kodachrome. Oh, is that a for real song? That's a real song. Oh, I thought you were just like making something. Okay. <laughs> That was for you old timers out there that listen to like old country music, you know, and stuff like that. Kodachrome was a great stop. I really enjoyed it. It's beautiful colors, nice little state park in Utah. You know, it's got some a few hiking trails that you can kind of stand on top of a few buttes and, and kind of some cliffs. It's kind of it's it's really beautiful. I enjoy it. And I just like singing the song. That's, I mean, it's that's a hidden gem. I feel like a lot of people go to Bryce Canyon not realizing just you know, 30 minutes away or so, you can get to Kodachrome, which is, like you said, just has some really cool hiking trails. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite stop on Highway 12? I do have a favorite stop on Highway 12. So my favorite stop is Calf Creek Falls. Yeah, that's a cool spot. I love that spot. Why is it your favorite? I have a lot of memories there. I've hiked that trail several times. It is just an oasis in the desert, this massive waterfall Mm -hmm. that is colorful I mean, there's all those colors around it and stuff. And it's just, it's a really cool trail, really beautiful swimming area. Uh, I just love to hike that trail. Yeah. So So, yeah, Calf Creek Falls, as you're driving Highway 12, so you're going east on Highway 12 from Bryce Canyon to get out to Capitol Reef Mm -hmm. National Park, which is our next stop. But as you're driving that too, you'll go through the Hogback, which is Uh notorious for its steep drops on both sides as you're driving. (laughs) I mean, people just freak out in this Mm -hmm. area. So that's really cool. You'll go through the towns of Boulder and Escalante, which are both really fun little towns Mm -hmm. uh, with sites that are cool in those areas as well. I mean, uh, we've gone fishing along Highway 12. Lots of good fishing. Yeah, some good reservoirs and things like that where you can fish. This is also where you'll catch the Burr Trail. Which is such a cool trail. It's not a trail. It's like a road. It's like a four-wheeling road. Through Capitol Reef National Park. Right. So you've got to access it down kind of right outside of the town of Boulder and the bird trail. Oh my gosh. Like that is an epic drive. So one of the reasons why I love the bird trail so much and Capitol Reef just in general, but it's, it's, I feel like it's one of the best illustrations of like the raw power of what, like what lies beneath the earth's surface, you know, and the, the rock formations, the different layers of earth, they're just like twisted and turned upside down and diagonal all over each other in just ways that seem so unnatural. And I've got some views and some pictures of Capitol Reef along the Burr Trail that's just like, there is no way that that rock should be where it's at, you know, doing yeah. what it's doing. It's yeah. so crazy. The those raw power backs. of Earth is just, yeah, going down those switchbacks. There, yeah, there's some switchbacks down the Burr Trail. Again, it's not a trail. It's a, it's an, it's a road, mm-hmm. um, but you need high clearance for it. But you're going down these switchbacks and it's just like literally like you want to tilt your head. <laughs> 
to like <laughs> let your brain make sense of it because mm-hmm. everything is just so twisted. Like the the uplift mm-hmm. in that area is crazy. Yeah. So Capitol Reef National Park, which is our next stop, it's the what makes it what it is, is it's a warp on the earth. It's literally, they call it the water pocket fold. And what it is, it's nearly a hundred mile long warp in the earth's crust. And so what's amazing about it is usually, you know, we've talked about the grand staircase and stuff before. Usually the older rock is on bottom and the younger rock is on top. Well, the earth is so twisted here that the younger rocks are found on the eastern part of the park and the older rocks are found on the western part of the park. That's how twisted this whole area is. <laughs> it really is so crazy. <laughs> it's so cool. And it has the Shire of the Southwest. Does the city it? of Fruta. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? <laughs> yes, the city of Fruta, or a little town, I should say, of Fruta in Capitol Reef. It's in the northern section of the park. You can, it's just, it's this beautiful little farmscape, you know, and they have the best pies it's a different it's like strawberry rhubarb pies that one's my favorite yes i love the strawberry rhubarb they've got orchards they've got lots of fun things from you know that that uh, celebrate and that they've preserved from like the early settlers of the area you know but it's the shire of the southwest that's what it reminds me of that's (laughs) where it's awesome they should put that on a sign i don't think anyone has called it that before (laughs) They could change the name of where you get those pies to Rosie Cotton's Pies or something. (laughs) Rosie Cotton Dancing. You know, (laughs) it's just so good. But yeah, it's awesome. I love Capitol Reef. It's an awesome stop. It's the hidden gem of all the Utah National Parks. Capitol Reef is my favorite Utah park. It's kind of a mix between Zion and Arches. Uh You see like the big red rock cliffs. There are natural arches in this park off the uh, four by four roads, you know, those trails, the Burr Trail, the Cathedral Valley Road, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's some of the most epic scenery in Utah. Yeah, it's so great. So you've got to do it. You've got to get in there at least for a day. You know, a lot of people don't spend a lot of time at Capitol Reef. It's definitely, you could fill several days with stuff to do, but you mm-hmm. know, it's one of those parks you'll go to and you'll be like, why isn't more people talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't just, if, if you're limited on time, you know, maybe you have to, but on your way from Bryce to Arches or something like that, don't skip it. It's yeah, don't so skip good. Capitol Reef. It's such a good one. Moving around the circle. So, I mean, what's cool about the Grand Circle road trip is you're hitting all five Utah National Parks, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like to do anyway. Right. So we've already hit three of them. And moving on from Capitol Reef, you're heading towards Arches. Towards towards the Moab area. Yeah. Yep. But there's a couple of really cool things along the way mm-hmm. as well that we wanted to mention. So leaving Capitol Reef and you're going out the east side and you're headed through pretty much nothing, yes. it seems like. It seems like it, but there's something hidden and it's got the coolest name. Goblin Valley is my is my favorite stop between Capitol Reef and like the Moab Arches and Canyonlands area. And so you've probably seen this in movies. You just don't know about it. They used Goblin Valley in um, Galaxy Quest. Never give up. 
never the, surrender. Gorignac, Gorignac. <laughs> yes, if if you've ever seen Galaxy Quest and you know that scene where they they go to that planet to get the beryllium sphere, right? Tim Allen ends up fighting a rock monster. You know that's called Gorignac. Gorig- Grignac, Grignac, after <laughs> all those little tiny creatures, they go, we got to get out of here before some of those, one of those things eats guy. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is all in Goblin Valley. And so it's such a cool stop. You know, you've got all these little short hoodoos. You've seen tall hoodoos at Bryce Canyon. These ones are a lot more squat. Like goblins. Yeah. They remind, you will. Yeah. yeah. They remind me more of like the trolls from Frozen. Yeah. You know, they're a little bit bigger than that, but they resemble that a lot more. And they do, because when you're looking out at it, it really does look like they're going to turn into something alive. Mm-hmm. Like in Frozen. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's roll really over cool. And sing you a nice song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're not the flesh-eating uh, Grignac in uh, Galaxy Quest. Oh, look, it's going to help the little one. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the show? No. <laughs> Sorry, that's a yeah. deep cut right there. That is, that is. That's that's a that's a family favorite movie, oh, in yes. case you can't tell. But um, <laughs> what's fun about Goblin Valley is there's not really any trails. I mean, you just go out, you explore the mm-hmm. area. It's just, it's a giant playground. Yeah, I had a lot of friends, and even my own scout troop when I was growing up, we went there and we would play like night games in Goblin Valley. You know, some people, you know, they'd play laser tag or capture the flag amongst all these hoodoos and these little, these little goblins. And it's so fun. It's such a cool landscape. It's otherworldly. It's really fun. Right next to Goblin Valley is, I think, one of the coolest slot canyons in Utah. Uh Uh-huh. If you drive just a little beyond Goblin Valley, you get to the Little Wild Horse Slot Canyon. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so impressive. I mean, there's a part of that slot canyon where you can't even put your two feet right next to each other. Like you've got, (laughs) you've got like five inches or six inches between the walls, Uh you know, that you're squeezing through. Right. It's like on Emperor's New Groove when they're, when, when Pasha and the emperor in his llama form are like pushing up against each other against the walls, you know, trying to go. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you're like one foot in front of the other and <laughs> sucking in as as good as you can to get through there. And that is a really impressive slot canyon. Yeah. It's really beautiful. My parents did it recently and there was a little bit of rain before and they were like trudging through like three to four feet of water in there too. And so depending on the weather that you've had recently, your experience in that canyon can be vast different that whole area (laughs) that brings up a very good point that whole area is safety very susceptible to flash flooding and so if there's any rain in the forecast or anything like you will want to be checking for flash flood warnings anything uh for that area because there was a couple years ago there was a big flood that went through that that killed some people and it's there's always stories like that in southwest utah mm-hmm. you know southern utah unfortunately so yeah be very careful be wary it had been several days since the rain had come and it was clear sky so they felt safe about it but yeah you definitely want to be careful of of weather flash flooding situations there's one more really cool thing before you get to arches from Capitol reef mm-hmm Probably one of my favorite spots in any national park. Yeah, I know Uh, which one you're talking about. You won't. It's not. You got to go off the main road. Uh, So far off the main road. (laughs) You're doing dirt roads to get out here. But if you love Native American stuff, Mm -hmm. anything Native American, but especially petroglyphs and pictographs, Mm -hmm. um, then you have 
got to go to Horseshoe Canyon. Oh, that was such an amazing experience. So Horseshoe Canyon is, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but basically this is the home of what's known modernly as the Holy Ghost. Right. And it's part of like this massive panel that has like these seven foot tall figures Mm -hmm. either carved or drawn into the rock. Yes. Like if you love the Native American art. Uh I do. Yes, I know. (laughs) So do I. That's why we always stop at these places. But, you know, if you love Native American art and things like that, I mean, that was one of the most impressive panels that I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was like walking through Horseshoe Canyon was like going through an art gallery. Yeah. Like they have different sections of this canyon. You're talking up like 50 to 100 feet on these canyon walls, you know, these Native Americans, these ancestral Puebloans or whoever they were that had carved or painted or however they got these rock panels, this rock art up there. But it was amazing. And just all over the canyon in different sections of it. It's like you're walking through the Met in a lot of ways. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was so impressive. So that's, that's a stop, especially if you have a vehicle that can get you there. Uh, But then beyond that, you know, you'll get to the town of Green River, which has a really impressive John Wesley Powell Museum. Yes, it does. The one-armed man who explored the Colorado River and the Great Grand Canyon. You know, it's an awesome, it's an awesome museum. Yeah, we like stopping there and learning more about him. So that's really fun. And then from there, you cut down to the Moab area, which is home to both Arches and Canyonlands National Parks. Right. And Arches National Park, it's an amazing assortment and it's so dense with arches. I think it's, it has the highest density of arches anywhere in the world. It's got over 2,000 arches just within the park boundaries. And so it's absolutely gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's probably the place that most people are heading to on their way from like the west side of Utah over to the east side of Utah. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to go to arches. While you're there, you need to hike the Delicate Arch Trail, even if you don't hike. (laughs) Yes. Try to get up to Delicate Arch because it like you see it on the Utah license plate. You've seen it on pictures. It just is not anything close to what you've seen until you can see it in person. No artistic rendition of the Delicate Arch stands up to the original. That is one of the places in the entire country, I feel like, where... I get there and it's just like my whole soul is filled. Yes. Like there's just no words. (laughs) It's one of my favorite experiences because hiking to Delicate Arch, it's like you get there and it's just like, sheesh. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. It's so impressive. Yeah. It's a busy spot and you'll be sharing the view of the Delicate Arch with a lot of people unless you get there like really early in the morning. But it'll be one of your highlights of this whole Grand Circle trip. It's so worth it. For sure. There's a lot you can do in arches. There are a lot of like roadside arches or arches that don't require much hiking. Mm -hmm. This park is one of my favorites for taking kids. Yep. Because there's just, you know, it's really fast paced. Mm -hmm. You get through things quickly. You know, you're not spending a ton of time out on the trails or anything. If you don't want to, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff roadside and it's just incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's so cool. And then you get to go to my favorite Utah National Park. And it's like in the same area. Arches and Canyonlands are literally next door neighbors. 
It's so cool. And Canyonlands is my favorite national park. But also, just there's a stop right outside of Canyonlands on your way up to Islands in the Sky, Island in the Sky, called Dead Horse Point State Park. Say that five times fast. I know. That's, it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Dead Horse Point State Park. I can <laughs> have to really focus on saying that. And it's got this beautiful view of the Colorado River. And as it's, it does this bend, they call it the gooseneck and it's gorgeous view. It's where they actually filmed the uh, scene in Thelma and Louise when they drive their car off the cliff. And a lot of old Western films have used the view from Dead Horse Point State Park to resemble the Grand Canyon in their Western film. And so it's a great stop while you're in the Canyonlands area, right before you actually get to the official island in the sky area of Canyonlands. And so once you're finally up at the top of island in the sky, you know, you're in Canyonlands, you're looking at all of the different viewpoints. It's such a beautiful area and you can see some amazing land formations. You can see actually in different sections of the park up there, you can see the Colorado River or the Green River, and they eventually join together. You know, you can't see it from Island in the Sky because it happens a little bit deeper into the park itself. But it's just so beautiful that these two rivers carved this amazing landscape. And it's my favorite place in all the Utah National Parks. My favorite thing to do in Canyonlands. Well, Oh, that that's hard. Now that I, I'm backpedaling, I don't know if I can choose a favorite. <laughs> that was a bold statement. <laughs> it was. Um, so it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> Horseshoe Canyon that we talked about before with the Holy Ghost, uh, the Great Gallery panel and stuff. That actually technically is part of Canyonlands, right? But then Canyonlands has different districts. It's so big; it's, mm -hmm. it's separated by the rivers, basically. So Island in the Sky is the main district that people go to, and my favorite thing to do there is drive the White Rim Road. Yeah, and it's so adventurous. This road again, you need an, a high clearance vehicle. You need to rent a jeep or something. Jeeping is huge in this area. There are so many yeah. jeeping trails that you can do. But um, this one, you drop down a layer in the canyons and you're getting closer to the river. And then there's this road that just, I mean, it just follows the edge of the canyon. Right. And the you, cliff. The yeah. cliff's edge. And sometimes it's a little scary. It is a little uh, in a few places, but we we never felt unsafe. It's just incredibly impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, the scenery, the solitude, the entire experience of just being out there is so magical to me. So I love that. Uh, my other favorite thing to do. So if you go, you actually have to drive south of Moab and you go to the Needles District of Canyonlands which is just another part of Canyonlands. Yep. Again, it's a huge place. But that's where you get like those big, epic, amazing hiking trails in Canyonlands, such as Druid Arch or Chesler Park. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these really, I don't know, fantastic hiking trails <laughs> in this area. I know. It's so cool. Canyonlands is... So Arches is all about arches. It's in the name. Canyonlands is all about layers of canyon and so the island in the sky it's the very top you know then you've got the needles you're kind of down in some of these canyon formations then you got the maze but they're all separated from each other and you almost like you can't get to these other sections by going through the park because it's such a harsh environment everything has been so torn apart by the river and you've got all these different layers and there's no way to get to each other it's so cool i could talk for a long time and i'm going to restrain myself <laughs> i will keep myself in, in check here 
and just tell you that Canyonlands, totally worth it. You've got arches in there too. You've got canyon, you've got river, you've got vistas. It's got so many great things and it's got a lot of just a lot for everybody. The Moab area, which Moab is the city that's right there, right next to Arches and Canyonlands. I mean, there's just so much to do right there. Moab has great restaurants, lots of activities, any type of outdoor activity pretty much that you want, you can find there. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that stop, I mean, you could easily spend a really long time just exploring that Moab area. Right. But moving on. Yeah, we're only like halfway we're like halfway through the road trip at this point. We've covered so <laughs> much ground and done so many amazing things. This is why the Grand Circle is such an epic road trip. Ah, oh, it's just one of those things. Pack your beef jerky and get on this trip. We're leaving Utah now. Yep. From Moab, you kind of go up and over, you go into Colorado, past like the Grand Junction area, and you go south. And that's when you hit a park that I think just is so extremely underrated. Oh, yeah. And that is Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park. Yes, it is. It's probably one of the few places that has given me legitimate vertigo as I was walking next to the cliff's edge. <laughs> I remember the first time we went to some of those viewpoints at Black Canyon. <laughs> both, <laughs> both of us are like, whoa, <laughs> your stomach is like rolling and yeah, your head is just like, oh, that is yeah. such a steep cliff face. Yes, and a lot of them, for you parents out there, do not have barriers. And so yeah. it can be a little scary. You know, we had two littles at the time when we first visited. And we're just like, my son was like, Dad, you're holding onto my hand too tight. <laughs> you're breaking my bones. Because <laughs> John and I are both freaking out too. Um, there's some really cool things to do there. A lot of it is viewpoints. Uh -huh. uh, it is a smaller park, but it actually, so you have the two different rims of the canyon and yep. then you have the river area as well. And so you can actually, you can drive down to the river at the bottom, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. That's a steep road. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. The name of the game at Black Canyon is steep. Yes, exactly. Everything is steep. The cliff faces are steep. The hiking trails are steep. The, <laughs> the roads my truck, are steep. My truck has never been at such a steep angle before. I and they just, warn you before you drive down there. They like, do warn like, you. It's like a, what do you think? Like a 40% grade or something? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but it was like I going down, my seat belt was holding me yeah. in and coming back up, I was like, You're this is this, yeah. this is how astronauts feel before the space <laughs> shuttle gets blasted into space, you know, as you're uh, laying flat on your back. That park is so cool. I love that park. Uh, we camped there. The campground was super nice. We had the best Himalayan food. Oh, my gosh. Nepali food in Montrose, the town right there. Yeah, we had. If you've ever seen the movie, I think it's called The Holiday with Queen Latifah, where she thinks Last she's last holiday the last holiday yeah. right where she she not to spoil anything she uh she thinks she's gonna die from cancer or something like that and so she goes to this super swanky place and just spends her life savings at this nice restaurant and hotel basically and so she just keeps ordering food like 
entree after entree after entree because she just wants to try everything on the menu. That's basically what we did yeah, <laughs> while that, we were at this Himalayan restaurant. Oh, that restaurant was so good. We'll link it in the show notes if you want to go there. Okay, and then from Black Canyon. So this part of the Grand Circle, I feel like I was so wowed by this next section and basically as you're driving from black canyon you're trying to get to mesa verde Mm -hmm. and you go through there's a couple different routes you could take but we really wanted to go through uray Uh uray is little town up in the san juan mountains which are some of the tallest mountains in colorado right and it's tucked up in there and it looks like you're in Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just gorgeous. There's hot springs there. There's hiking there. There's all sorts of stuff you can do there. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So we love the town of Uray. But if you drive beyond Uray and you're heading towards Silverton, that's when you go over the million dollar highway. Which was worth way more than a million dollars. It was. was So crazy. It's not something I feel like that we really like pre-planned to do because most of the time when you're driving in that area, instead of going into Uray, you'll go over to like Telluride Mm -hmm. and and down that way and kind of stay on more of the main roads. Right. But Uray is kind of like a little side Mm -hmm. path that you take. And then the million dollar highway is just this route through these massive mountains. The views are just epic. Yeah. Big waterfalls. Snow-capped peaks, depending on the time of year. Colors, do you remember? The rocks in that area were really cool colors. Uh Um, Uh-huh. You can't believe you're on the road sometimes. You're like, I can't believe the road comes up here. Yeah. And And then you're heading to Silverton, which is an old mining town. So it's just, it's got a lot of... A history, mm-hmm. a beautiful views, really, really cool driving route. Yeah. And uh, the, I think the reason they call it the Million Dollar Highway actually is referring to kind of the old mining uh, history in the area, kind of the Old West history. And there's actually, before you get to your way, there's a John Wayne stop. So which we we had to make sure we hit that. So before oh, you Oh, that's right. I uh, forgot about this one. Yeah, it's called the Outlaw Restaurant. And this area is actually where they filmed the original True Grit. And so he would hang out at this restaurant in between filming. And so uh it's just it, if you like John, if you like western stuff, if you're a John Wayne fan, this restaurant, this is the spot. This is your spot. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. Uh we- we have some major John Wayne fans yes, we in do. our family. Fill your hand, you son of a gun. <laughs> John actually has a giant belt buckle that says Duke. Duke. Yep. <laughs> that he wears sometimes. Oh my gosh. I so yeah, that was a fun stop. I just you know, I don't remember the food being like anything out of this world, but just the history and, and the you know, the pop culture of it was really fun. Yeah, it's a great stop. It's it's so much fun. You know, it's just it's a great way to kind of put yourself back in time a little bit, join John Wayne's posse and go after Tom Chaney and Ned Pepper, you know. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great western little place to stop. Yeah, we love your A. Uh, We love the Million Dollar Highway. It's like, I don't know, 20 minutes off the regular path Mm -hmm. um, as you're traveling that down to Mesa Verde, but totally worth it. Absolutely. Totally, totally worth it. So pretty. So then that does bring us to Mesa Verde. Woohoo! 
Yes, I love this national park. It is so different than a lot of other places that yeah. you'll ever go. Oh, what's wonderful about it is it literally is dedicated to one thing, basically, you know, and it is the ancestral Pueblo buildings and culture and history and all of the Native Native American dwellings right there. And it is so incredible to learn about the history and to experience it firsthand. And, you know, to take a tour through some of these, like, dwellings like you can go next to cliff palace but you can't necessarily go like into it but there are some of them that you can and they're just as big but they're so amazing and so beautiful and it's a totally immersive experience unforgettable i love balcony house that one's my favorite Mm -hmm. Uh, the ladders on that one are pretty scary (laughs) actually Uh see pictures of balcony house i will post something on uh social because the ladder is just like bolted into the cliff and mm-hmm. you just you're just supposed to go up it. Right. Oh, <laughs> and man. I feel like that's like pretty true to life. Whenever I go to those ruins and try to imagine what it would have been like in its prime, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, you see like the Moki steps or like, you know, where they've carved right steps into the cliff, the ladders, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it took a lot for them to have such protected Mm -hmm. buildings up in those cliffs, you know? And so that's why I love Balcony House, because you get that feel of like what it would actually be like to try to get down (laughs) Mm -hmm. from the top of the plateau down to the buildings. Yeah, those those people must have been so agile, man, because I'm sure they didn't have bolted in ladders, you know, like you said, the carved in steps. Like I just look at that sometimes and I'm just like, that would be the end of me. I think so too. I know. (laughs) Well, and can you imagine like trying to carry anything like you've been gathering on the top of the mesa or whatever, you know, and and (laughs) you're trying to take it back to your house. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm pretty clumsy on my feet in all cases. (laughs) And so, yeah, Yeah. it's fun to be able to tour it in a safer way, but to still get a taste of what it would have been like had you lived there you know, 12,000 years ago. Yeah, well, you've got all these guys. The The whole civilization was free soloing, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. From the Netflix special about yeah, Yosemite. Alex Hanald. Alex yeah. Hanald. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, everybody was free soloing back then. So cool. Yeah, Mesa Verde is just one of those that, oh, you'll never forget it. You'll no, never forget the way that you not. feel while you're there. Going on around from Mesa Verde. So you've got a couple of different options here that I wanted to outline because uh, this area is so rich in Native American culture and history, and there are some really cool things you can see. Mm -hmm. So if you just take the regular route that you would take from Mesa Verde to our next stop, which is Petrified Forest National Park, then you will go through Shiprock. And Shiprock is really cool. It's a giant... Uh, a tower of rock. I don't know how else to say it. I'm pretty sure if I remember, if my memory serves me right, it's basically like the remains of the inside of an old volcano. Yeah, it looks like it. And it's it's a sacred spot. 
there's a town right there and stuff. And so that's like your main route through there. Yeah. And you can see it from Mesa Verde. Yeah. And so the Mesa Verde is like a lot of it is up on top of this big Mesa and you can see pretty far. And so you can see some of these big landforms out in the distance and Shiprock is one of them. And it looks kind of haunting in a little bit. It does. It's cool looking. So you can go right by there if you just want to take the regular route. If you don't mind some extra driving and you're really wanting to go to some of these other Native American sites, it takes about two and a half hours extra to go through Chaco Canyon. Oh, Chaco, Chaco Canyon. Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> the, the first time that I really wanted to visit Chaco Canyon was actually while we were at Mesa Verde, mm-hmm. because when you're at Mesa Verde, they talk a lot about Chaco Canyon and how you know, it was the epicenter for this culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the ruins and the outlying ruins like Mesa Verde, like point towards Chaco Canyon. Yeah. And they traded at Chaco Canyon. And there's like signs along the way from there to Chaco Canyon, right. you know, and I was just I remember we were like, well, we need to go to Chaco Canyon. <laughs> like, what are we doing? We got to go here. It was literally the the Rome of the ancient ancestral Pueblo and civilization all throughout this, the Southwest. All roads led to Chaco Canyon. And so it's amazing. Like, And, and you, you're exactly right. There were different communication methods between Mesa Verde and Chaco Canyon. There were all sorts of road systems and everything like that that they made specifically for trade. And then you get to Chaco Canyon. And oh, the buildings amazing. are unlike anything you've ever seen before that exists from that time period, from the ancient Native Americans of this area. It's so much bigger than you would expect. It's amazing. It's way in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's technically called the Chaco Culture National Historic Site. It, it is run by the National Park Service. Mm-hmm. So if the stuff at Mesa Verde is just, that's your jam, mm-hmm. you know, that's your, that's what you like to see, then it is worth the extra two and a half, three hour drive to add in Chaco Canyon. Yeah. Oh, it just blew me away. I've never seen anything like it. You The, the cities or the, the settlements or however you want to call them that these native people had built back then, they're these giant half circle, uh, compounds in a way and there's they're huge and they're beautiful and they're multi-story as well yeah that was crazy (laughs) i didn't expect that i'd been in lots of ruins before uh but going there it was like oh my gosh this is the new york city of ancient uh, native american dwellings that place is cool so again it's it's a little off your route but totally worth it if you love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're looking for other cool sites, you can go an hour off route uh, to go visit Canyon de Chez. That's another Native American area where you can really tour through there. It's beautiful. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. If you want to add two hours to your drive, you can go to Canyon de Chez and you can go to Monument Valley. Which is such a cool stop. So Monument Valley, I mean, it's not the buildings, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not looking at at the ruins and stuff, but it is a very sacred and picturesque and epic stop. Oh, it's so epic. It is the 
they call them the mittens that you're seeing when you're at Monument Valley. They're those amazing like buttes that stand up straight out of the earth, basically, these cathedrals. And they're in so many old Western films. And I'm sure that you've seen them. Everybody probably has. You might just not recognize that you've actually seen them. What's cool about Monument Valley is because it's so sacred, there are actually areas of Monument Valley that you can't visit unless you have a native guide with you. Nice. And so there's stuff you can do without that, but then you'll also want to sign up for a tour and tour through the areas that you need a guide for. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also where you know the road leading to Monument Valley uh, is really famous from the movie Forrest Gump. Oh, that's right. The <laughs> so, running scene. Yeah. So we stop and take a picture there. And uh, anyway, Monument Valley is just really cool. So you do have some really amazing Native American sites mm-hmm. in this area, you know, as you're traveling from Mesa Verde to Petrified Forest. Right. So many good things. Choose your own adventure, right? <laughs> you choose which one you want to see and you can add an hour or two, you know, if you go to Chaco Canyon, that's the opposite direction as Monument Valley. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but if you don't mind spending a couple extra days in that area and you really want to see that stuff, there are some really, really cool things you can see. Oh, absolutely. So, and then we get to Petrified Forest National Park. Woohoo! And this place is, it's a totally different flavor for what you're celebrating. You know, we're going from, you know, ancient ancestral Puebloan people and and native peoples here, their civilizations, the things that they built, their towns and villages and things like that. And you get to even older things, you know, 200 million year old fossilized trees, you know, that yeah. have, it's, it's, it's such an incredible place to visit. There is some stuff too there, like the, the agate house, you know, that you can go and visit because it's not just 200 million year old things there. There's some newer things too that people actually built homes out of the petrified wood and you can go and see one of them. Yeah, yeah. Petrified Forest is really cool. It's one of those parks. Again, I think this is why I like the Grand Circle so much is because there are bigger, like more popular parks along this way, but you also hit some of these parks that like people don't visit normally or you wouldn't just plan a trip there. Right. And so Petrified Forest is one of those where a lot of people just consider it a drive through park uh-huh. or, you know, I will just stop for a minute and see. Uh, but there's actually a lot to do here. You've dipped down into Arizona. So mm-hmm. this is northern Arizona now. Yeah, you've got all the petrified wood. Uh, there's tons of fossils in this park. There's some really cool hiking trails, um, off trail hiking that you can do. Uh-huh. You've got the painted desert. Such a cool viewpoint. Yeah. So there's uh, beautiful, beautiful views out that way. And then you got to mention the original Route 66 actually goes through Petrified Forest National Park. Get your kicks on Route 66. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really fun. <laughs> and the town, uh, if you remember this town right outside of Petrified Forest called Holbrook. Yes. Uh, is a great Route 66 town. Oh, it's so much fun. There's all types of memorabilia. Some of the restaurants are themed in Route 66, you know, like 1950s, maybe 40s time or something like that. I don't know they exactly had, the time frame. 
they had the cozy cone from, <laughs> from cars, cars. Yes. like they they had an area of a motel that had like the characters outside and it was that's what the cozy cone was actually based off of is this hotel mm-hmm. in holbrook i think it's called the wigwam yeah yeah it? yeah 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 the wigwam hotel. yeah and so uh, <laughs> you know just like some really fun stops in there it's a just a really small town. Mm-hmm. There's some great things to do there, especially if you love the Route 66 memorabilia and stuff the like that. The vibe is yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It's so really Holbrook cool. is really cool. As you're making your way west again, kind of completing the circle, we're on our way to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, but there's a stop you have to make out. first. There's a stop you got to make first. <laughs> Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Such a fine sight to see, you know. Oh, it's a John, girl my lord in yeah. a flatbed Ford. <laughs> Slowing down to take a look at me, man. Oh, you got to stop in Winslow, Arizona. At the corner yes. where they play that song, I don't know, 24-7. <laughs> don't you think that would drive you crazy? <laughs> never. The Eagles can never drive you crazy. <laughs> there oh is a there is a flatbed Ford. Yep, they do have that. I think they've got a little statue, too. And the it's a painting of a pretty girl yep. you know, on a wall in a flatbed Ford looking at you, too. So. Yep, yep. So you can stop in Winslow, Arizona and stand on a corner. Take it easy, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just take it easy. This part of the trip is all about taking it easy. That was a fun stop. I actually really enjoyed that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, the town of Winslow really isn't much, to no, be honest. But, but... but near that corner, they have a few little gift shops and things like that. So you can get like Eagles or Americana memorabilia and stuff like that. I remember I got a really nice root beer or... Sarsaparilla. S- sarsaparilla. I got a sarsaparilla at one of those. It was pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a Route 66 town, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a lot of memorabilia that way, too. Yeah. So that's a fun stop. You got to stop there. You have to stop if you're driving between Petrified Forest and Grand Canyon because you're going to go right past it anyway. Exactly. So ah. you might as well get off and, and take a look and take it easy, as John says. <laughs> Yes, this is where Lightning McQueen fell asleep, you know, and you know, this is around there. Yeah. <laughs> this is when this is when everything kind of got a little hairy for him for a little while. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really fun stop. And then we get to the last stop in our tour of the Grand Circle, which is Grand Canyon National Park. Oh, so great. I love the Grand Canyon. But you know, Sorry to take us back one step. There's one thing that has always eluded me between Winslow and the Grand Canyon. The Peter Piper Pizza in Flagstaff, Arizona. I can't believe you're talking about this instead of the Grand Canyon. Thank you <laughs> for taking us back to this. I did that just because I knew it. I always saw commercials for Peter Piper Pizza growing up, and I never got to go. And so there, and I know they there was... Yep, they have one in Flagstaff, and it's always closed when we drive through. Yep. It should be a sign that we don't actually need to eat there. <laughs> I feel true. like we've tried in New Mexico and we've Arizona. Tried and... So many times. I always wanted to eat there. It's never quite worked out. But anyways, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> the Grand Canyon is so great. It's probably what people think of the most when they're envisioning their trip on the Grand Circle. I think that most people are envisioning, okay, Zion Arches, Grand Canyon. You know, Zion Arches, Mesa Verde, Grand Canyon. And if you're doing the route that we're talking about, it's pretty much the culmination, the apex of the trip. It is so epic. It's so awesome. And everybody's just got to take a, make sure that they 
add this onto their road trip itinerary. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing the Grand Circle, it makes the most sense probably to hit the south rim of the Grand Canyon because you're coming in from Flagstaff area. And the south rim, I mean, that's just, that's where you get the epic, epic, massive, dangerous hiking trails in the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many different viewpoints you can choose from. So many different activities, like lots of historic buildings, whatever you want, basically, to do at the Grand Canyon, you can do it there at the South Rim. And definitely, if you can, don't rush through this last stop on your way back to Vegas or something like that. If you can add a little bit of extra time, spend some time exploring the Grand Canyon. Because, I mean, a lot of people will spend some time, you know, like a morning, maybe just checking out a couple of the viewpoints. But if you can spend just a few moments on a trail that takes you down into the canyon, the Bright Angel Trail, the South Kaibab Trail, if you can get on one of those, either one of them, just dipping below the canyon rim itself will change your whole perspective of the area. It'll help you really understand the immensity of the canyon because it's so much bigger than you realize just standing on the edge looking down at it i mean it looks huge but until you actually feel the burn in your legs you don't fully understand how big this area is yeah that burn is no joke (laughs) (laughs) you will feel the burn that's for sure but yeah there's so much great hiking in that area um in that park And I just, you know, my favorite thing to do is to hike the South Kaibab Trail. You can either go down to Ua Point, you can go to Cedar Ridge, but either one, I mean, you will just come away totally mesmerized by the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's so epic. It deserves all of the hype that it gets, you know. If you do it right. Right. I feel like because if you just stay in the main areas where everybody is, then it will feel super crowded. (laughs) Yes. You've ever seen the National Lampoon's Vacation with Chevy Chase? There's there's a scene at the Grand Canyon where he literally just walks to the edge. His wife is like, look, the Grand Canyon. And he like looks at it, bobs his head twice. And then they're like out of there, you know, (laughs) (laughs) of course, he just robbed the register at the El Tovar. So he had to get out of there pretty quick. But yeah, a lot of people just kind of do a Chevy Chase version of the Grand Canyon. And we're just begging you, please spend a little bit more time here. It's so worth it. And it will surprise you. There's a lot more viewpoints than you realize. There's hiking trails that you didn't know were there. There's a forest up there. It's not just a barren, you know, empty wasteland. You know, there's forests with wildlife and amazing things. The Grand Canyon is called Grand for a reason. And you definitely need to give it its due. It is the perfect ending to the Grand Circle trip. I mean... Just from the Grand Canyon, you head back to Vegas. There's lots of things to do in Vegas, but we're not even going to touch that. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's just an epic road trip right there. It, Mm -hmm. It encompasses the best of the Southwest. You get so many different experiences and landscapes. You just went through four different states, nine different national parks. So uh, that's our Grand Circle road trip. I mean, in an hour. (laughs) So uh, there's a lot more you can do. We have information about all these parks on Dirt and My Shoes. We will link like our favorite things that 
we've mentioned, uh, restaurants, stuff like that in the show notes for this episode so that you can pull those back up as you're planning out your route and trying to make this road trip a reality for your family. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.